Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Today we're doing Berlin versus Bavaria part two, bringing along our friend uh, Aspen again to talk about uh, the, the differences between these two cities. Right. The epic north versus south. You know, like when we finished the last episode with her, we just had so many left over. We're like, yeah, let's do it again. Let's continue this in a month or so. And, and because she's nice, she's like, okay. Yeah. And here we are. So here we go. Uh, let's go. Part two. Let's do it. Dose. Welcome, everybody. We're glad to have you uh, here with our voices. voices in your headphones. It's always fun to be back. And we've got uh, a juicy uh, subject for you with a very nice guest, as we mentioned. Yeah, we do. I'm excited to talk more about it because it's always like a uh, a big rivalry, it feels like, between people who move to Munich and move to uh, Berlin. And of course, we think Berlin is better. I'm sure she thinks Munich is better, um, but at the end, at the end, it doesn't really matter. It depends what you like. And it's, I think, it's also good information for those of you in the states who are thinking about moving to Germany, and and probably for a lot of people, it's like between those two, uh, Berlin, Munich, Hamburg, and whatever. Basically, north versus south. Where do I go? So this will yeah. help you uh, choose. Who are you, a Berlin person or a Munich person? So yes, exactly. I mean, or you could also be a, uh, I don't know, a whatever person. You know, there's other places to go. As there well. are there are many other places <laughs> yeah. in Germany. In fact, there are. A bunch of cities. But per episode, we can only focus on two, two. two cities at a time. So yes. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Let's start with our usual, uh, you know, shout outs, news, and gym jams. Um, <laughs> Let's get those gym jams going on. <laughs> uh, first, of course, we always start with these. Uh, a very special thank you to Carrie and Minnie, I believe was the, is the name, uh, for the lovely five-star review that you left us a few days ago. Yes. Very nice, as always. Thank you. We love them. They, 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 they make our... Uh, to make yeah. our days brighter. Yeah, I'm better. always I'm always sending them to Alex. Or Alex is sending them to me, and uh, yeah, they come out of nowhere, and you're like, oh, well, oh, we're glad, that's nice. Glad people like the show. Thank yeah. you. Uh, yes, another uh, big shout out to uh, Matt, who I met the other day at a football game. So this, um, is, this is a funny story. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. So um, Germany, Europe has a European, a European uh, American football league called yeah. the ELF. So, so not soccer, they're not playing soccer, American standard football. American football, yeah. Exactly, it's called the European League of Football, and Berlin has a team called the Berlin Thunder. Thunder. And they're not very good, but um, still fun to watch, still football, get to go see someone live. So I went to a live, uh, their, their last home game of the season, which was this previous Sunday, and I'm sitting there with my buddy Misha, we're watching the game, having a beer. And then, you know, at games, you talk to people around you, talk about sure. the game. Yeah, yeah. And this guy behind me, you know, we're talking about like, oh, they should have passed it there. Like, what is that defense? Blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, hey, are you the guy from the podcast? <laughs> I was like, Americans drinking whiskey. He's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I am. I'm Alex. And a uh, really nice guy. Uh, he's a, uh, a Green Bay Packer fan. Nice. And yeah, we watched the game together. And then at the end of the game, the announcer said that there was going to be free beer behind the stadium. For, every, for anybody who for, came to the team? For any, who came to the game? Yeah, yeah. for anybody. It was last game of the season. They wanted to celebrate. And they said, with the players. So the players came back. We had some free beer. So we, nice. we kind of partied together for a little bit. It was really nice. And he's a really nice guy. So a shout out, Matt, to you, Matt. Uh, it's so you're weird. You're a nice cause, dude. Cause, I like you. Because he, he, Matt, you are the first uh, in person interaction we've had with a fan. And yeah. like, just so you all know, like, this whole thing is so weird and new to us. You know, <laughs> I mean, like, we have. Um, 
even the fact that we're every day receiving messages from you guys is awesome. But you know, and then we have people that are asking us to, Hey, let's meet up. Let's go get a drink. And then now, yeah, you're bumping into people in Berlin that are recognizing us. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's, 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 it's weird, but in a cool way. For yeah, sure. it, it was very surreal. Uh, when he said those words out of his mouth, like, yeah, that's me. We were talking about the show for a bit and he just moved here. Now I wonder, I think in April. So did, cool. he, did he sit behind you because he, he saw you and he was a fan or, or did that <laughs> actually come through naturally? I don't know what happened. No, no, he was sitting there and we had assigned seats anyways. Oh, the stadium, you know? Wow. The, what are the odds that somebody sitting behind know, you right? listens to the podcast? Yeah. He was a really nice guy. So we hung out the rest of the day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool guy. So cool. Very, Matt. very cool, Matt. Um, <laughs> Uh, next, in the not-so-fun news, as anybody who lives in Germany knows, once again, for the thousandth time, we have uh, train strikes. We have, uh, you know, train driver strikes, which, of course, is affecting um, regional and international trains through Germany. Um, if your city has a local uh, public transit that's run by Deutsche Bahn, which we do, our S-Bahn trains are run by Deutsche Bahn. So this is, um, of course, affecting travel throughout all of Germany. So if you're traveling through Germany currently uh, just be aware that uh things might be affected so just keep checking the check those timetables yeah i think that's generally good advice for for all the time because you never know when the deutsche bahn is going to be on strike it does happen <sighs> more often than you like but yes. hey i like i want to get paid you know so get, yeah. get your get your money yeah but every time it's about pay it's like can't you just pay them properly to where we can at least have like a five-year gap between a strike i yeah, mean th- th- that's true yeah they, uh, they, they do strike very often uh yeah anyway so moving on uh, another, you know, not good news. Uh, the COVID cases in Germany are continuing to, you know, steig. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're climbing Climb up. up that mountain. Uh, yesterday we had, uh, so that was, well, yesterday was the 24th. We had 16,000 new cases, which in context is around 10,000 cases more per day than when the virus first hit us in the first wave. Uh, and the initial lockdown, which was our harshest lockdown, and right. six thousand a day was a huge deal. And now we have sixteen thousand again. And I looked the day before; it was only five thousand, so it had tripled in one day. So uh, tomorrow we'll see if it if that trend is continuing. And uh, yeah, very unfortunate. Yeah, no, no fun. But what they are implementing right now is the the new three G rule. And you're saying, but. Jeff, we have 5G over here in the U.S. Nope, we're not talking about phones. We ain't talking about phones. <laughs> uh, so the 3G rule is um, a new thing that's kind of been away in place for a while now, but now it's an official federal law Right. soon, September, I think. No, it's as of now. Oh, as of now. Okay, yeah. then now. And that means anytime you go pretty much anywhere to the movies, hairdresser, yeah, it mini was, golf, it was, it was bars, restaurants, gyms, stores, basically everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you want to go there, you have one of the three G's, which is uh, get tested, so a test, negative test, negative test, uh, get imped, which is a um, vaccination. vaccination, and what was the other one? I told you to look it up before. <laughs> I, I, I did, but I forgot what, what it was called. Was, uh, or Gnison, or what was it? Get, 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 it's not. It's not that, but Gnison, something like that. No, no, Gnison is a different word. To enjoy. Yeah. Anyways, the other one is to prove that you were recovered from your uh, vaccine. From your, uh, <laughs> if you have COVID before, you recovered from COVID before. Right. So you have to have one of those three proofs to go to like do anything pretty much. And the hope is that they'll get more people to get vaccinated because if you're not vaccinated, you need to get a test and they're going to be costing 20 euros or more. Yeah, soon. Come uh, October. October 10th or something like that. Yeah. So let's see if it works out. But like you said, like these rules are pretty much already in place, but it was kind of up to the specific places to 
choose what they wanted to do. But now right. it is a rule. Nobody can enter your facility without one of these three. Right. Like, for example, Berlin's been doing this for a while now, but now it's a federal law for everyone. And it's super easy. If you're vaccinated, I mean, you literally have the the QR code in your app and you yeah. just you flash it really quick. And that's the end of that. Like, easy it's, it's so easy. It's not it's not anything uh, to worry about. No. Um, in interesting tech news, Germany is finally starting to test the idea of having police officers wear body cams. So they're, awesome. they're very behind. Recently, Berlin became the third state in Germany to start a trial run. So they're not actually implementing them. They're just testing them. And a, a total of 20 body cameras out of, out of the like 2,000 police officers are currently in the field being tested. Now, unfortunately, because of Germany's strict privacy laws, use of the body cameras will probably be very strict. Uh, are very strict, sorry. Um, currently, police officers can only turn it on if they themselves are being attacked or they are themselves attacking someone else, you know, some, using some sort of violence on a, yeah. Oh my gosh. So um, as, as, as we all know, when you're being attacked by a suspect, uh, you obviously have the time to reach down and turn on your body camera. That's, if you have a terrible cop who's like, I'm going to hurt somebody, hold on a second before I do that, let me... Yeah, get some evidence against myself. And, and by police officers attacking a suspect, I don't mean in a necessarily illegal way. I mean like uh, they're seeing the suspect, you know, attacking someone else. So they have to intervene or okay, whatever. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, but even in these cases, saying they're being attacked, they have to out loud notify the person that they are turning on the camera because of Germany's uh, horrible privacy laws. Um, so uh, yeah, <laughs> they are testing this, but like they said, it's it's. Not going to be like it's not going to be as helpful like in the USA because there's going to be very strict rules on when they can use it and and um, a lot of people will be able to say no I don't want you to turn it on which great because then there's no evidence of the interaction I don't right. know, it's just, um, it sounds kind of silly to me but yeah I, I'm glad they're starting to test them at least I mean we, we we've talked about um, German privacy laws for mm. I think a long time and maybe people think we're exaggerating I think this is really good proof to show you like how strict these privacy laws are. Yeah. And That's I, one of the, the cons of the privacy laws. There are exactly. lots of pros, but there are clearly lots of cons. Yeah. Like and that. sorry, I, I just said like, they're silly. Of course, like in, in general, the idea of them, not silly, like I want my privacy just like everyone else, but there are certain times where it goes too far like this. Yeah, where exactly. It's kind of like, no, let, let the police officers record all interactions. That way there's evidence of what happened and everyone's accountable on both sides. But yeah. Uh, and uh, one, yeah, another one is a big thank you to all those people that have sent us donations recently. They've been super yes. helpful in like very, very huge ways. Yeah. And again, they are part of the reason why we're able to move forward at the moment without a sponsor. Uh, I think there's the longest we've gone without a sponsor for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And you these guys donations, awesome. yeah. they've really kept us going. Uh, if you'd like to, our donation button can be found at the bottom of all the pages of our website, um, which is, you know, I'll just say it now, some do say, Jeff, I've heard this on the street, Have you? that it is the best website of all time. Oh my. Yeah. Okay. In the world. That's, that's news to me. Yeah. I haven't heard that on previous episodes. I've heard this. And that is agdwpodcast.com. You go to the World Wide Web. It's right there. Easy to get to. You can Google it. Yahoo it. It's okay. Bing it if you want to. agdwpodcast.com. Dot com. Very nice. And one last thing. Um, a lot of you are, are aware of this. Um, this me, sounds, me, this sounds me, me and Alex sometimes go overboard with saying the word like during our, our podcast. <laughs> um, and it, it, it differs from episode to episode. Some it's it's very mild. And But this past episode I edited it and it was so intense where in certain sentences me and Alex were saying like about three or four different times uh like half the words in the sentence were the word like and just know that we are Oops. we are aware of it we hate it 
we, we do not, we do not like the fact that we do that. And, and I'm going to start from this moment on really actively trying to consciously stop it. But, uh, you know, it's hard because sometimes it just comes out. Uh, yeah. I don't like sounding like, you know, a 16 year old skateboarder. Uh, so, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, I'm, we're, I'm, at least I'm going to really try to stop saying like, so just, that's yes. my promise to all of you. Good luck, Jeff. I don't believe you, but good luck. Besides that, how you doing? How are things? I, I'm I'm good. Yeah. I mean, lately we've had a lot of birthdays. We had our friend Misha have his birthday. Happy birthday! That was last week. Happy birthday, Misha. My girlfriend just had her birthday on uh, Monday. Happy birthday, Marlies. Belated Mar uh, Marlies birthday. Um, so we've been having a lot of fun with those. Actually, you know? yeah, it's been a good time. Yeah. What about you? What are you What are you up to? Yeah, uh, yeah, the birthdays. Uh, we went to go see a movie on Saturday. Uh, played some mini golf, and then uh, went to an outdoor, outdoor fry. What's it called? Fry Luftkino. Fry Luftkino, which is basically means outdoor, an cinema, outdoor yeah. cinema. And saw Cruella, which was I didn't even know it was a movie until a few days before. Yeah, it's the Cru the Cruella Deville from One Hundred One Dalmatians. Yeah, yeah. she has a, a prequel, like a what do they call it? Um, uh, origin story. Origin story yeah. with uh, with Emma Stone and Emma Thompson. And I really liked it. That was a really fun movie. The two M's, man. Yeah, the two Emma's. They're great. And yeah, fun movie. Yeah, really fun. Yeah. And then on Sunday, I um, went to the game. And then this week, I'm feeling a little bit sick. So if I sound a little bit nasally, everybody, I'm sorry. I'm just getting over like a bit of a head cold. I've been testing myself. I'm negative. Um, plus, he, he works with kids, so he he gets sick all the time. Anyways, for, yeah. for forget Corona, he just gets into normal stuff. It, it happens all the time, especially in August, September, October, when we have new kids coming in. There's new germs, you know new room so i just getting over today so you might hear me sniffle a bit might be a few coughs here or there i apologize yeah okay let's 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 move on to the good whiskey stuff let's, since we're running out of time here let's do it yeah. also real quick before we do that if you would like to give us a review on apple podcasts we always appreciate it we'll shout you out you you, you hear our uh, appreciation for it and uh give us a five-star review on apple podcast we yeah that'd be nice yeah and always yeah nice. also check out that website yeah www.podcast.com. There you go. Okay, today Jeffrey, we are drinking a. It's been a. It's been a long time since we had one of these. This is a Templeton Rye, and yeah, it's been a. It's been a while since we had a rye, and a while since we had an American whiskey. So it has been a rye. That's a double dose there. It has been a rye. Wow, he, he pulled that joke on me before the podcast, and I was like, "Do not do that on the podcast." But I did it. There it is, a rye. So this is uh, Templeton Rye. It is aged six years, and it's a signature reserve, <laughs> signature reserve straight rye whiskey, forty-five point seven five percent alcohol by volume. Ooh, that's that's very that's very nice. Average. That is, that's a lot. That's pretty average. It's got a nice, uh, beautiful dark color as we expect it's from on, a lot a, of it's rice. It's like on the reddish side almost. It's it's dark amber, but maybe a little bit of red in there. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks good. I will. Um, I'll read you the back later if we have time. Yeah, yeah. And I'll pop this bad guy open right now. Let's do it. Woo! That was, that was a squeaky, squeaky bastard. Yes. I'm loving it. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Mmm, that is rye. That's, that's good. And I don't know if you all remember, it's been a while. <laughs> I don't know. We have to get a t-shirt. Uh, Jeff is... A, a rye, rye guy. guy. I think you're also a rye guy. Let's I am also a rye guy. Also, guys, I want to say real quick, uh, we mentioned at the end of last episode, but I know some of you don't go to the end. We were thinking about having a meetup. In person. In person, somewhere in Berlin. Maybe at a whiskey bar, maybe in a park. We're not really sure. But sometime in September, October time, 
if you're down to do that, uh, please let us know. Yeah, hit and, us up on the Instagrams know. or the Facebooks. Let us know if that's an idea you would be into. And exactly. if, how many of you actually live in Berlin? Let's find out. And if a bunch of you want to do it, we'll do it. If uh, only a few want to do it, maybe we'll do it anyways. And then you guys, should, and anyone else can just show up if you want to. Everyone else will be jealous. And super jealous. Yeah, it's going to be an extravaganza. It's going to be amazing. Cheers. Cheers. It's strong. Yeah. It's 45% is pretty average, actually. It just tastes strong. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting. It I, is. I, I don't really know what to, to, to say I, about I it right say now. I don't either, which is yeah, good. You I'm, have something to say. I'm going to take a few sips during the episode, and we'll, we'll, we'll let you know at the end what we think of that. Yeah, so we will. Uh, so let's move into this topic, Jeff, which we've done before. This is Berlin versus Bavaria. B versus B. Absolutely. This is like... The Rock versus another good wrestler from the '90s, Stone Cold Steve Austin. There you go. Yeah, I mean, and and of course, if you have not already heard part one, you gotta listen to that before part two because part one, part two don't make sense without it. It's, it's you know, we, we that was episode seventy something. I don't know. It was it was it was it was in the past like five or six episodes, I believe. <laughs> You'll find it now. Um, like we said, we had a, a, like a few more things to talk about. You know, we did more the nitty gritty of just like life in the cities. You know. Um, and um, actually, it's it's good because recently, and I think we mentioned this on the podcast about a month ago, I visited Bavaria. True, you were just there. I hadn't been there in a, in a long time. I went up to the uh, small village in the Al- Alps, sorry, and spent, uh, you know, a day, half a day in Munich, which I lived in a while ago, nine years ago, whatever. Yeah. So it was a nice, like, really quick refresher. Um, so maybe uh, that'll give us some banter as well i can because I, I now i got some more things fresh in my mind that we can talk to aspen about true i've only been there once for like 24 hours so so he's the uh expert i'm really learning at the moment i'm learning with you guys we're, we're learning together that's what we do here at the yeah. agdw podcast we, we, we learn together, together. we hold hands and we learned this, this is speaking of that let's go um let's go uh learn together with aspen let's go to the interview okay <laughs> awkward <laughs> And here we are once again with Aspen, who uh, is, of course, the host of the Dating Abroad cast, which is a new podcast about dating in Germany. So welcome back. Hey, yes, I am very happy to discuss more Munich versus Berlin topics. Right. It's going to get heated. So everyone, <laughs> everyone watch out. Um, yeah. And then, of course, if uh, if you guys have not seen episode, the first episode, well, why are you here? You should be listening to the first episode go back. first. Yeah, go back. Get it done. Of course. Yeah. We're talking about the differences between North and South, Berlin, Bavaria, Berlin, Munich, you know, all that kind of all that stuff. And actually, funny enough, about a month ago, uh, I was in Bavaria. So I got a little taste of it for a few days and I was in Munich for half a day, which was actually good for this interview because, you know, it had been a while since I'd been in Munich. So it was a nice little quick refresher, you know? Yeah. I, I was, I, <laughs> I, 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 I was not there. <laughs> but the question was, was it, how was the weather when you were here? Cause it's been trashed during the summer. It, it was yeah, that day. It was lovely. It was, it was nice. And it was like 24, I think 25 and it was pretty sunny. So, uh, but yeah, again, I was there five hours Perfect. i think yeah but yeah um i mean to, to be fair the weather this summer in berlin has also been probably one of the worst summers i've ever seen in the past eight about, we had years. lots of really hot hot days uh, we had like a week or two total but it's been pretty garbage it's august right I, now and i'm wearing i've been wearing jeans for the past three weeks i've had a pretty nice summer i don't know about you but i wouldn't call it a garbage summer <laughs> garbage but, okay garbage <laughs> um but anyways yeah it was um just to start things off because um 
it had been a while and the 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 biggest most obvious comparison i can make i mean right off literally out of the gate out of your air you know airplane gate the little gate is just like how much is it Sorry. Was it your guys' air, airport finally finished? Yeah, it's beautiful. It is, yes. It's okay. Beautiful? <laughs> I mean, oh, I don't believe it. Perry Munich's. Is, is, no, it, it's not beautiful, but it's, no, it's there. No, but it, it, I, like, I think it was it, good. It's, I think it's, it, like, I mean, of course, if, you, if you're comparing it to other airports, but like it is, <laughs> compared to having a non-airport, it is actually looks like a beautiful, normal airport with actual space and things look nice. So and, when you compare it to like... It's complete. And it's complete. It's not... No, it, it's way nicer to have one, like in a real airport in a capital of like the fourth richest city country in the world uh it's nice to have a real airport there now so yeah and and when you're there you actually feel like you're on a mini vacation because it feels so different than every other time we've flown because it's, again, it's an actual airport and you feel like you're somewhere else so i still uh, miss the yeah. old one though the old one was very much berlin aesthetic you're like yeah, yeah okay alternative airport i get it huh. i, I kind of missed that i, I missed the tegel i love tegel it's i didn't like but tegel has had a spot in my heart i don't know i'm taking the, the things with tegel I, every time i had somebody visit me they would land and they were like jeff when i first landed i thought i was in the wrong city like because this is like smaller than the airport i have back in like minnesota or whatever <laughs> you know what i mean like like this is like really- is berlin still separated <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> right? So people get very scared when they land. So like, oh my God, Berlin is not what I thought it is. Then of course you get into the city and you're like, oh, okay. Good, I mean, good. To be fair, it is kind of unbelievable that it was an international airport in terms of like over the Atlantic as well. Like it went yeah. everywhere in that tiny little, it was impressive. Mm-hmm. It was real German engineering right there. Yeah. But at least we have a new one now. Um, but anyway, so the first thing I noticed right out of the gate is just how much and I know you know this comparison, how much nicer everything possible is in Munich versus Berlin. I mean, you get on the S-Bahn train from the from the airport to, to the city center in Munich, and your S-Bahn trains are nicer than our regional trains in Berlin. You know what I mean? Like, And there isn't like a single piece of graffiti. There is no scratches on the walls. Everything is... And I remember turning to my girlfriend like, oh my God, I forgot like how just rich Munich is. You know? <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely, that's one of the reasons I chose it because it's got, you know, that big population. Don't ask me how many. I'm not German. I feel like where we come from, we, we don't know the populations by heart, but every <laughs> single German does, even for the states in the U.S. for some reason. But I just know that it's quite a large enough city, but you go here and it doesn't feel like a city. And that's the part where I was like, mm, home, because you have everything. But at the same time, you're like, it's so clean. It's mm. so safe. Yep. And Berlin is very much like, it's so city. Yeah, it's it's more it's more gritty in Berlin. Now, of course, there there are like there are sections of Berlin that look yeah. like that look like Munich. They have like the beautiful clean Altbaus, but in general, it's not that it's dirty. Yeah, okay, it's, it's dirty. Yeah, second section of compared, dirty to, compared to Munich, it is it's just it's dirty. Like it's just yeah, <laughs> it's, not, it's not like a, it's not a gross city. No, but it's definitely dirty. Yeah, uh, and yeah, and, and just, even just a few hours out there as in Munich, you know, you look at the buildings. There's just very few graffiti. There's very few homeless people. There's um, the like the whole a vibe is just so is so different than berlin and i wouldn't say one is better than the other other it's just a much different vibe did you feel that like when you when you, when you fly back and forth between berlin and munich yeah definitely um i used to go to berlin a lot for work and my best friends uh live there so i was there quite often but it was a thing where i was always excited like oh great can i go to berlin then after a weekend i'm like oh i want to go home this is too much <laughs> like oh, too much overstimulation too much just just 
just ugh, too much. I'm like, it's, it's, it's not clean. I don't feel safe. I don't know. Yeah, fair like enough. some, some trains you get on and you're like, everybody wants to fight me. Like, it's just, it's <laughs> ugh, a slightly aggressive in some places. And I'm very much like, give me, give me all that greenery down here. Now, Jeff, I have the same question for you because I've only been to Munich once for right. 24 yeah. hours. Yeah. Uh, when you go to Munich, are you always like, this is great, but like, I want to go home to the, dirtiness and the people want to fight me on the train yeah no i was just gonna tell her like for me munich is way too uh mm, what's the nice way of saying it like not boring but just too there's just not enough going on and i, I like going okay. back to the city where things are going on you know because i mean you know munich is like after 8 p.m it's like kind of a ghost town in certain areas of Munich. Um, so this <laughs> it doesn't have like that level of life, I would say that Berlin has. But I'll be honest, that that one day, you, should, you can ask my girlfriend, that one day I was there, I hadn't been there in a while. I was like just super excited all day because I was seeing a lot of stuff that I had, I, I, you know, as I was walking down the street, I was like, oh, that was the bar I used to go to when I lived here. Oh, I, oh, oh, look, the Hofbräuhaus. House. Oh, this, that, like, you know, oh, oh, English had gotten. Yeah, let's go to the English had gotten. Uh, they have amazing, amazing chicken there. Like, and and the, whole, the whole day I was she said she's like why are you so excited i don't know i was just i was all excited that day because i just i know i hadn't seen it in a while and so there are aspects of munich i do i do really like so it's not like i, I hate munich it's not you know nowhere near that level no, I get yeah. it. it's that's sort of like how i feel when i go to the u.s i'm like oh look at this look at that go to the grocery store i'm like oh wow look at this food do you yeah. want to eat it no god no but i know this but, yeah <laughs> it's familiar look at all these oreos there's so many different types of oreos why are there so oh, many Oreos? Oh, why birthday cake Oreos? Oh, <laughs> disgusting. Yo, who wants <sighs> this? I don't want that. I don't know. But I'm oh. like, I know this. It's weird. My people. <laughs> I still don't want cheese in a can. doesn't belong there. No, no, no. Absolutely <laughs> not. novelty. How was, but, how was yeah. the cheese in Bavaria? Oh, good question. Mm. Uh, it's probably the same cheese we get in northern. It's just all coming to I mean, Germany in general. I don't yeah, know. I don't Do know. you guys have Obatsta up there? Because I think that's our main... Uh-huh, see? Wait, There's like something different. No, Obatsta, no, what's that like? Is it a brand of um, cheese? Or? It's, no, it's a, it's like this type of cheese you get at the beer garden with like pretzel and stuff and like um side. And it's like camembert and some other cheese and paprika mixed up. Oh, it's really good though. That sounds fantastic. Ooh, it actually sounds really good. I feel good. like you yeah. guys must have had it before. It, we like, Maybe just don't know the name. Probably. I mean, yeah. camembert is something I eat a lot now since moving to Germany. A lot of camembert. Yeah. So most likely, because every time you go to Biergarten and get like a roadside or something, then it's always there. But it's like this just like a little oranges blob in like, I don't know, on top. So, so it's like a soft cheese. Yeah. It's like you a spread, spread it on almost. like a, some butter. Yeah, exactly. Nice. And little radishes mm. and whatnot with it. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Good. Yes. But cheese then. That's that's all I know. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of beer gardens, uh, a, a good comparison that I will give Munich the win for is, uh, I guess not just a beer garden, but a park in general. I will say that the Englischer Garten is better than Tiergarten Park, including Ooh, the fighting the, words, including the huge uh, beer garden you guys have in the middle there that I forget the name of. Kinesia uh, Satoam. Yeah, yeah. With the giant Chinese tower. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, there's a bunch of really cool beer gardens all over. Like, that's the one of the biggest uh, sort of cliche touristy one. But, of course, it's still really cool And because they, they have the brand, uh, the brands, well, the bands playing up there. And it's just very much like that cliche feeling where you're like, aha, Bavaria, Munich, perfect. Are they playing um, like the Bavarian but, kind of like oompa music? Yeah. Yeah, really? <laughs> of course. Up, they're up in the tower with their mustaches like on Love display. It. Oh, it's great. That's what it's, I'm working on. I'm working on that, that big Bavarian mustache. <laughs> Just taking years. Yeah. It's, it's doing great. <laughs> Thanks. Pretty soon you'll get you'll get a tuba. Yeah. <laughs> <Your trophy. laughs> 
That's how you know you made it. <laughs> no, but I mean, we have so many different Biergartens and there's actually like there's so many different varieties now. It's really cool. Like certain ones for specific types or almost all the breweries have their own little special Biergartens. And cool. some of them do sort of like summer themes. Like I think last year, Giesinger, they had um, Giesinger Brewery. They had sort of sand and made theirs like a little beach type thing. Nice. So little they get really spot. creative and it's really fun. Giesinger, they, they make the, uh, the, uh, the, the Radler, right? Yeah, the, the green, the uh, green label. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They make they make everything. I'm like, I have one right here. <laughs> this one is Gizia. Oh, weird. I I think up here I've only seen the the Rattler. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean they're they're fairly new. Well, sorry, Mike. They're fairly new, but they're cool because they. It's so hard to get the title like a Munich beer because you have right. to source the water from the Munich table. And one real estate is super hard to get as well as just being able to tap in. Like they almost didn't make it. They were able to get real estate, which is super hard. Yeah. And then they started drilling, trying to reach the water and they couldn't almost, but then finally oh. they did. So when, since it was when it's are a really they, cool uh, story. Since when are they a uh, brewery? Um, Oh gosh. I'm not certain quite some time. Like they literally started in a garage, maybe five years or probably a bit more than that and then over the last couple of years they actually got their full brewery oh so like nice compared to bavarian beers this is like a like baby. A, a newborn baby new yeah absolutely because it's really, Augustine, really cool. which is like since 1200 whatever yeah so this, yeah. this rattler we're talking about it's not that brand because the one we're talking oh, about not. the one we're talking about it says like since 18 something on the bottle so it's it's definitely different it must be it must be a, just a, also another name with a g yeah yeah okay Interesting though, we don't have that beer up here. I don't think. Maybe we do. I really don't know. But um, <laughs> but that's also an interesting comparison in terms of beer gardens because you guys, each of these famous breweries, they have their own beer gardens down there. Whereas mm-hmm. these are Munich uh, beers. So up here, while while Augustina and all this are the beers that we're being served. Of course, none of these uh, breweries are in Berlin. So right. uh, we we have very few. Uh, brewery beer gardens, if that but, makes sense. We, we have a lot of beer gardens that serve beer from these breweries, but we don't right. we don't have brewery specific beer gardens like you guys have because like uh, uh, Berliner Kinder, they have a little beer garden, not a huge one, but a very small one. Yeah, and like Brillo, which is a new kind of, uh, they're more of a craft beer, you know, because Berlin you got to be more hipster, so it's a craft mm-hmm. beer uh, brewery that popped up like five years ago. They have a beer garden, which is really nice. Yeah, we've got and a few. Also, I, I think it's called Eichen, Eichen, Eichen Brau, um, Eichen Brau, yeah, it's true. But all these kind of like famous Munich ones, of course, we don't have because no. they are from uh, Munich. So Yeah, craft beers are pretty big up there. Yeah. I think well, last, n- what are the last times? Mm. I was saying, meh, they're getting, they're like kind of big-ish. No, I mean, they're not like com- USA big, but, but I think in terms of compared Germany. To, compared to Munich, though, they're pretty yeah, big here. I yeah. think for Germany, they're pretty big. Yeah, one of the last times I was up there before COVID, I did a surprise birthday party for a friend. And I think it's the Muted Horn. Yes. Oh, yeah. I live right near there. <laughs> yeah. And I went there and they're like, oh, what kinds do you want? This is chocolate blueberry. And I was like, yeah. no, dude. Yeah. No, thank you. I went there one time and I was like, <laughs> one is way too fancy. Two is like, this beer is just wacko. <laughs> that should not be beer. No, thank you. No, I agree. Yeah, it just goes too far from beer. Yeah, it's just not what you're expecting when you no. want like a like an ice cold refreshing beer. You know what I mean? I, I think that's one thing we can all agree on right there is 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 definitely the, the the flavor of beer we all though we all like. Do you get um like Berlin beers in Munich? Because that'd be weird if you do. There's probably no point because they have so many of their own nice that, beers. That, that's what I'm saying. Because we get everything from like we get like beer from Hamburg, from from Munich, from all around, and the Berlin beer is like pretty decent, but it's not like something special. But I'm wondering like, do you get? 
any of those like Schulteis or Berliner or Kindle down there? I mean, technically you can find them, but that's kind of like fighting words. Like yeah, okay. a friend of mine, yeah. he brought down, he's from NRV, he brought down a bunch of kosh and oh, everybody's like, oh, little novelty. And then some were like, excuse me, excuse me. You you think you're better? You want, hmm, hmm? No. <laughs> So well, I'm, I'm pretty sure nobody except for the people around can like Kush. I like Kush. Yeah. You like Kush? Yeah, it's good. Really? Yeah. And, and the it's, audacity. It's, and, and when you go to Cologne. <laughs> the audacity, Jeff. And when you go to Cologne, like they serve them in these little like shot glasses. And it's so cool. Like I've seen a few times the waiter, <coughs> he has one of these circular trays. He has like mm-hmm. 12 of these glasses in a circle. And he just turns the tap on and he just spins the tray and it just fills up all these little tiny things. Like I love that's it. That's pretty yeah. fun. But that, that's only the beer for, for Carnival. Like. It's, I've had it once. I was like, this no, is not. You can have it outside of Carnival. Yeah, but no one no. will drink it because it's terrible. It's not terrible. It's awful. Okay, you're awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I don't I don't think a Bavarian would be caught dead drinking Kindle walking down the street in Munich. He'd be beaten. Yeah, it's probably pretty insulting. Oh. Eh? Yeah. Plus, yeah, it's like Kindle's it's... not that good. It's like fine, but it's not yeah. like amazing. So mm-hmm. Now when you have Augustina right there. Exactly. I mean, like, what did we drink today before this interview? We had Augustina. We, Augustina. Didn't, have, we didn't have a Kindle, did we? So No. There you go. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. <laughs> yeah. Now, with absolutely zero transition, because that's how we roll, uh, we're, we're just changing gears completely here. Uh, you want to you push ahead, Alex? What is the general reaction of, I guess, like Müncheners, if that's what you call them, uh, to you being an American and like Americans as a whole down there? You, let me see, that's a good way to put this. Um, you really have to like, be tough in like making a point right off the bat that I'm not like other Americans. I'm a cool American Uh, because I mean, the general thing is, which I'm sure you guys know is with Americans. I mean, we have so little contact growing up to other cultures and just traveling in general. It's just not part of how we live our lives. And so most people that try to move abroad, they don't last very long. And especially in Munich, because it's very conservative. People of their friend circle since they were in like kindergarten, they become adults. They're like, I technically they don't need anybody because you can only have so many friends. And Mm. so it's hard to integrate, get in there. And then seeing how high the turnover rate is. I mean, I've lived here eight years and almost every year, the first four years I'd make friends and the foreign ones would leave. And even the German ones that weren't from Munich, they would end up leaving. It's just a high turnover rate. So if you meet somebody that's like OGB, OG Bavarian, (laughs) then it's this sort of fight because they think automatically Oh, they're foreigner, but not just any. They're American. They're mm. not going to handle it. They can't speak German. They can't assimilate. Like, pff, I'd want to invest my time. So, but it's like once you, you're like, listen, listen. I understand you're Bavarian. I understand the culture here. Like, I'm one of you, gang, gang. Yeah. Then they accept you. Nice. But it's like a huge vetting process. Okay. Yeah, I believe stuff. it. I mean, I think as Germans generally is like they take a long time to really open their shell to, to out, you know, to other people. But I think um, Americans mm-hmm. takes 10 times longer than if we were from Spain or from others. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, so it's like from what I gather, what you're saying is like in general, the reaction to Americans there is <coughs> negative and you kind of have to prove that, no, I am not that stereotype that you think I am. Yeah, basically it's, uh, it's, it's tricky. And even still sometimes, uh, I don't know, I'll speak in German and they still like, they don't want to take it right away. They're like, mm, mm, we don't know. <laughs> but then sometimes it's great. Like I, um, so I got, I got injured a couple weeks ago and the ambulance had to come pick me up. And, um, two of the guys, they were like Ludwig and, um, 
I don't know, some other very, very Bav- like Bavarian name. Felix was so or Heinrich. I don't remember. Um, but they were helping me and they like, oh God, I passed. That was horrible. But I woke up in the ambulance and I was so groggy from that and just out of it. And he was talking to me and I could only answer in English because I was just yeah. losing blood at an incredible rate, yeah, not yeah. in the zone. Fair and um, and he was struggling and he's like, I'm not really good. And I'm like, that's okay. Speak German. I just can answer you in English a lot quicker. And he goes, okay. And he goes, but I speak really strong Bavarian, my accent. And I was like, dude, it's fine. Do it. <laughs> and he did. And I was answering him like properly and fine. And he goes, he calls it was he calls the guy driving. He's like, hey, she understands me. And she understands Bavarian. She's American. <laughs> She's answering in English though. Nice. And she knows it. And, That's and super it's cool. funny. So we went to the hospital and then he would correct everybody because they're all like struggling to talk to me in English. Because with medical terms and stuff, it's yeah, of course. Oh yeah. And he goes, he goes, no, no, she understands German. She understands Bavarian, but she'll answer in English. That's, and then I was that's like, cute. All right. that's like a badge of honor right there. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's oh, pretty cool. So great. I would go home feeling, even though your your finger was messed up, I'd go home feeling pretty good about that. Yeah. Oh, and then also, and then also, homeboy Ludwig was like, by the way, you you have the cleanest house we've ever seen when we had to pick somebody up in the ambulance. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. Thank oh, man. You. <laughs> that means the average person just is like a slob? I guess. Oh, man. I guess the average endangered person. <laughs> Now, now, be, be honest. Like when you were like slowly bleeding to death, were you like slowly cleaning up because you knew that somebody was coming over in a few minutes? No, my scene was my 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 house was actually like a crime scene. Like because I was bleeding so bad that I passed out and there was blood everywhere. And then I got home from the hospital, and it turns out that the ambulance guys had cleaned up cleaned up my floor for me. Oh, oh my god! Nice. Wow. Because they, they usually place. they usually don't do that at all. Like that's actually really sweet of them. Yeah, so it's 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 interesting because I find like down here, if I don't know, people can either be very uh, standoffish or they can just be very sweet, very like sweet Southerners type mm, thing. Right. So it really depends. You know, I think it's more so people from the city like Munich. That's where you get the ones that are more standoffish. But they're if they're like these like dwarf kinder, then they're a little bit nicer if you show them. I speak your language. I got you, dude. Wow. So like, yeah, Munich, it sounds like they have kind of like, you know, certain areas like Tennessee, Mississippi, where you get like these amazingly nice, like if you just showed up on somebody's porch and you're like, hey, my car broke down, they'd be like, no problem. I drive you down there. I'll jump the car for you. I'll yeah. make it. I'll make you dinner and I'll stay for dinner. and I'll be fine. You know, like this kind of yeah. like amazing Southern hospitality. Yeah. <laughs> you're not getting that up here. There's no, I cannot imagine in any situation where a, a Berlin, uh, uh, um, what do they call it? Ambulance driver would clean up your floor. <laughs> would clean up your floor for you. Like, there's no way in hell. No, I don't think. I don't think people up here are just that nice. No, I mean, they're nice people, of course. But I think just generally that they're just not that. That's not that nice. But the one time I had yeah. uh, something like that was in Buch, which is like you know a village just like right outside of Berlin. You know, I was cycling through. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had a friend who popped his tire, and there was this old German woman. She's maybe eighty. Who was walking by, and. She was the kindest sweetheart in the world. She's like, oh, my my friend, yeah, Felix, he owns the car shop down there. He'll help you out. Let me take you. And she, you know, really slowly walked us down to the car shop. And the guy uh, went in and he, um, like, the valve on the, the bike tire had, like, busted. 
and he he went in there and like five minutes later came out and he had fixed it and we were like how much and he's like no nope, free okay all good and then the oh. old woman was like oh please please come to my house for some tea and some cookies oh, or whatever what? yeah like it, we didn't because we had to, we were on our way somewhere but it was it was like one of the few times in That's Berlin nice. that I had something similar to that but yeah in general I'm not saying people in Berlin aren't nice but no but I think there's people tend to st- stick to their <laughs> state of themselves you know they're like are you okay okay cool well, then I'm gonna be off now. Yeah. 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 I find it's it's sort of like in Germany. Usually, people from NRV are the in general the friendliest or most open to people they don't know. In your guys's area, they're the most standoffish to a sense. And in mm. my area, particularly Munich, they're just like judge judgmental. Like I, I don't know. But outside of Munich, those sweet country folk. Those are the good ones. If you be like, listen, no worries. I speak your language. I understand you. Then they're open and they're nice. But a lot of times, if they seem a bit standoffish, people that are not like in the city, it's because most of them, they're like, oh, do you speak German or not? And it's sort of like everybody's in a little like stress, like, oh, oh, I don't want to look dumb type thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've come to find. It's just, it's just people that are from Munich. Those are the ones where you're like, yeah, generalize them because typically they're a bunch of jerks. Now, speaking of that, where this might come into play, we might just like slide right on, right on and into dating. I'd say, like, because you just yeah, said I think so. Of, I mean, you, oh, you, you, y'all want to talk have, about jerks? Yeah, yeah <laughs> that, that, that's where you ended right with the, the, everyone's these jerks. So let's talk about those jerks. Let's yeah. give a little uh, little insider advertisement for the for your new podcast, right? Yeah, like, and it's it's, oh. it's such a broad subject. So I'll, I'll let you choose where you'd like to begin with this, but uh, just a little taste of like being a foreigner dating a German in Munich, you know? Um, I mean, that's uh, quite, again, really broad subject. Yeah, right? very broad. Yeah, but well, it's just, but she is a broad, so maybe. She, she is maybe, a broad abroad. Maybe it fits right broad on. Broad abroad, exactly, exactly. Um, well, gosh, I mean, it's, it is a quite a, a loaded topic, hence the podcast solely based on it that right. me and my friend made. It's, it, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, I guess I think the majority of people I've dated were just, were from Munich or Bavarians. And as I said, the ones that are the, the Dorfkinder, they're really, they're a bit more like, they're a bit nice and easier to work with to a certain extent, but the city ones are the ones where they just are a little too sassy mm. and, and it's weird because with all of them in general, dating, if you're dating German men, they, it's like they don't really have much confidence. And if you're the woman, you have to wear the pants. Ah. I mean, I don't know if you guys both have German partners or not, but the women are definitely the more dominant ones. And so the guys react to that. They're like, okay. Yeah. We, and they we, want you to do everything. We both do have, have German, uh, German partners. And, um, yeah, I wouldn't say that's not accurate. Like my girlfriend definitely does a lot of things. I'm not saying like I don't do things, but like she's, you know, she's happy to do a lot of things. I don't, yeah, yeah, I guess to take the initiative. Exactly. That that's a great way to put it. I'd say actually, I'm not going to dive in there. Uh, but anyways, uh, (laughs) but, 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 you know, but it, it could be a problem if, if you're a girl, who doesn't want to be the dominant one, then I guess dating somebody in Munich could be a problem, right? Because if you're expecting the guy to kind of take charge and then he never does, that could get frustrating, I guess, after a few dates, right? Oh, it's, yeah, it's exhausting because I'm like, listen, I'm not trying to date because I want you to be my adopted son. And a lot of times that's what it feels like. <laughs> like literally, oh, do this for me, do that for me. And I'm like, what? what? Hmm? Sorry? Yeah, they can get old real quick. Yeah, but it's also, I think, just initially, like, the approach. German men, like, only every great once in a while are you approached by the man first. 
it's like in public, what they do is they'll do this thing, which my first couple years here, I was just, I mean, coming from America where, you know, people are just very flat out like, hey, how's it going? Right. Okay. Maybe, maybe not. That's fine. Like, hey, my name's and Greg. Just What's up? Bold. Yeah. Exactly. And here it's the thing where at first couple of years, I was like, oh gosh, am I ugly? Is this like when you live in Ohio and you're a 10, but you move to LA and then you're a five? Is this how it went? But no, um, it, it's just a thing that they, how they like make the first move, which is nonsense. And I will fight every German who argues with me that they made the first move I to hear this. is they will look at you and like do this, like, a little too long extended eye contact and then look away. But that, that's what Germans do. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Generally, that's the German stare. Yes. Yeah, so, stare so, at people. So how do you set no, aside the flirt stare with a normal stare? That, exactly. That's that's what I thought, right? But the thing is, is they will break eye contact and then be like bashful, like, ooh, like the bunny on Bambi type thing. And this means that they want you to come over to them and then you initiate a conversation with them. Oh my, and this could be a turnoff if I was a girl. I, f- I feel like, yeah. I feel like if you're trying to date, if you're a man trying to date somebody, that's like going to take a long time to find someone to pick up on that eye movement to come sit down next to you for them to make the conversation. Like, that's a lot of steps. I think if you tried a thousand times, you might get one person to follow through. Yeah. Because everybody stares at you in this country. So yeah. how are you supposed to differentiate as a foreigner? You're like, yeah, okay, well, I'll fight you. So I'm sure there's like plenty of guys that were maybe trying to flirt with me. And I was like, want to go? Wanna <laughs> <try me? laughs> we looking at, I'll give someone a look at that. Mm. But no, and, and literally they, they don't take the initiative. And I only found that out some years later. And I mean, uh, God bless dating apps because this maybe single-handedly saved the German population for the next generations. <laughs> seldom do they talk to people in public. I mean, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. Or me, I'm very straight up. Like my first boyfriend was German and I went over and I was like, Poop, mine. And he was very stressed out. Like I met him cause I was at Oktoberfest. I went out to, you know, get some fresh air, use my phone pretty drunk. And I saw him walking past with his little pullover and little collar with his little bike walking <laughs> all like dressed up nice. Yeah. And I was like, Hey you, what are you doing? And he's like, Oh, it's a shortcut to get to my office. I'm going there to do some work. And I was like, mm, can I give you a number? I think you need a coffee break later. And he just stood there like during the headlights. Like, He's like, do no, I, I don't do like I coffee. You? Thank you. Like, no, you don't get it. I'm like, picking you up right now. That's what's happening. So just <laughs> like, like he was like, do I know you? Oh my God. Like panicking. Like he forgot. And I was like, um, no, but you're going to wink. <laughs> and I feel like reluctantly he gave me his number. Cause in my mind, of course, I'm saying this great, but most likely in reality, I was like, it was a job. Was a job. <laughs> wink. Hey, number one number. I have one. And I was just looking. <laughs> uh, no. And so then, yeah, we ended up dating. And then I feel like the first, I don't know, while he was still questioning all the time, like, what? But then he was very proud after like a while to be like, oh, yeah, this is how we met. It was like a movie. <laughs> but then oftentimes you go to talk to somebody and I've had guys just full on just turn me down and be like, I don't know you. Well, that, isn't that kind I'm of like, the point? Okay. Yeah. If you, I mean, if you don't no, have a no, girlfriend no, and you don't know any girls, then not like, trying to date your sister, man. <laughs> you got to meet someone. No, but this is this is like whether whether they're guys or girls, it's very much a thing where they're so opposed to somebody if you don't have a connection, like a mutual friend, study together, working together. Oh, it's, it's, so it's that just, trust problem. They, they they need a foundation in order to even give you the time of day. Yeah. 
True. Oh and you God. can't even like online stalk anybody because of Tottenschutz. You know, there's so much data protection. You can't even stalk anyone. Yeah, you go to Facebook, right. you get nothing. You're like, ah, you get anything. LinkedIn, uh, nope. No. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rough to just be like, hey, uh, you always have to be like quick mutual interest. So I see uh, you're wearing clothes. <laughs> Coincidentally, I like clothes too. <laughs> Want to talk sometime? Really good at wearing like, clothes. <laughs> It's 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 rough in these streets, let me tell you. But sounds, you know. sounds rough. So most of them rely on dating apps, like, and then they have the dating apps, and they're very bold behind it. And they're like, "Oh yeah, I like this, I like that. Don't be this short." Nah, 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 nah. And you meet them in real life, and they're like, you know, that meme with the guy awkwardly hugging the girl. <laughs> like, it's just so okay. <laughs> What's the most so popular app answer. that that you were using back uh, or currently in your in your dating zone? Currently, <laughs> yeah, um, probably Tinder because I mean Germans they like the familiarity. I mean, there's tons of way better apps. I find Hinge is such a cool concept. Bumble even cooler. You think German guys would like this more? Yeah, I was about to say I I figured that Bumble would be the perfect one. Uh, based on what, no. what you're explaining, because that means the, the that's when the um, Woman has to take the uh, the first step, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But no, they like Tinder. And this has been like, so when I first moved here, I tried it. And then I was in some relationships. And then now I'm like, oh, single again. Also making a podcast to talk smack. Let's see what's there. Um, and it's still, everybody just really likes this for the familiarity. I feel like, like Germans as a whole, they're like, they don't like change. I know this. I know this. Don't yeah. do anything else. I, I think generally that's a kind of a thing in Germans uh, in Germany is they're not they're not big on change, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm really excited to see what's going to happen in the elections coming in a few months because we've had 16 years <laughs> of the same thing and all of a sudden Germans have to do something different. It's going to be very very interesting. Or they might just do the exact same. <laughs> or just the exact same yeah. with with As different faces. They're just they look like change. But I thought she wasn't like wanting to be chancellor again so they're forced to change they're forced to change people but the party's probably the same could be the same party so like basically yeah. somebody with like the exact same policies as america could, could be but who knows we'll see we'll see what happens it's gonna be interesting yeah now on this i want i wanted to ask on this on the flip side of things so if mm-hmm. if the if the women are used to taking charge right it, like german women they're used to taking charge say there was a german man who was more confident and he was the one who would walk over and take charge, would this actually like freak a German girl out because she's not used to it? Or would she find it as like, Oh, finally a guy taking charge. Like, I'm kind of curious. Like, I don't know if, if you, if you've spoken to, to girls about that, mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious if, how they would feel if a if German guy actually took charge. Yeah. Yeah, clash. That's a, that's a good question. Actually. I'm going to, I have to save it. I'm going to do a podcast episode there, with the, an episode the idea. German girl, but, <laughs> but I've like never talked to it because when I talk to my German girlfriends, all they do is complain about the same exact thing. So apparently none of them have really experienced it, but I guess they want it. It's, but then that's the thing where I question, I'm like, okay, you, you want it, but would they react that way when they got it? Because German women, they're so used to being the boss wearing the pants right. that I'm like, they don't like the change. So how would this yeah, go over? maybe they'd be turned off by it. Like, Oh, who are you? I didn't want to talk to you. What's, what's this, you know, what's it? Maybe also not used to it. So it'd be like, what's happening right now? Kind of like the guys, you know, they'd be like, you're mm-hmm. like, why is he talking to me? What is he selling? Like, I don't understand what's happening right now. You're one of those things when it did you happen, be like, what a weirdo. Yeah. Don't like that at all because it's just so not the norm, you know? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, well, we'll have to find out. I'll add that to my uh, notes, research, <laughs> follow up. Also, <laughs> I don't know. It's funny we're talking about this in such like a broad uh, terms because I really wonder but, like but how many though. people 
do subscribe to this to this uh, stereotype. Like, oh, I'm interested. Once your podcast starts, people are like, yes, hundred percent. Or some people are like, no way, that's not me. Well, of course, all the guys will say that's not me, but it doesn't <laughs> of mean course that's the guys not say that. Yeah. No, I've actually had some guys because on my uh, Instagram, they're doing a broadcast. I basically just make a bunch of memes and we post them. Okay. <laughs> and I've like a lot of guys had followed that, and even guys I know have been like. Oh, these these memes are a little too real. And I'm okay. like, oh, at least they're self aware, right? Yeah, they, they have some dignity in it. You know, they're like, okay. Well, I'm watching these things. A lot of times, I feel like in this podcast and just generally talk about like Germans are like this, people are like this, this, and this. But no, but we're, we're always good to say it's not all people. It's of, of course, course it's generalization. Know, yeah. but then Hashtag you always, not all German. But then you always wonder too. All right, am I saying this because I actually seen it as confirmation bias? Everyone else is saying it, or is it actually like a true? Thing. You know what I mean? Well, if she's seen it herself and all of her German girlfriends have also experienced the same thing, I think that's safe enough to say that a, oh, a so large too. enough proportion or uh, population. Uh, yeah. That's what I mean, just to see once your podcast starts, um, who's responding to you and like hearing hearing the people listening to you and then how they have their experiences. Super interesting. Oh, wait. We, so what we did is we posted the first episode as like a bonus episode and it'll start posting weekly starting in September, but we posted the bonus episode um, a couple weeks ago and right off the bat within like a day, we got over a hundred downloads and people sending us DMs nice. and messaging and writing reviews. And they're like, Oh my God, thank God. It's not just me. Oh, okay, <laughs> All these foreigners. So. There you go. There <laughs> you go. So yeah, at the end of the day, if you're in a, if you're a foreigner coming to Germany, just remember Germans are not like the people where you come from. Flirting, the very basic thing you think translates very well in all cultures and languages and whatnot. Germany, it's it's very, very different. And I've lived in four different countries and all of them, except for Germany, were a lot easier to know if somebody was interested in you at all. But in Germany, it's just like they have their own style that you just have to be aware of. Interesting, though. <laughs> and I think that's a, uh, a good place to wrap up. On that note, later days. Yeah, probably. Unfortunately, you know, like time's running out. So, uh, but but it's it's been fun. <laughs> yeah, it, it's always fun. We we you know we do have other topics that we do want to talk about, but unfortunately, um, we're just out of time. But you know, maybe we could always do. We joked about part two for this time. Maybe we'll do a part three in the future. Yeah, thanks for chatting with me again. It's been fun. There's still so many things to compare Bavaria and Berlin. Yeah, absolutely. Because we weren't really, I don't know, we were half serious about doing a part two, but here we are doing a part two. And, and now we're like, what, only halfway down the list. You know? Maybe the, nah, next time we can meet up, you know, somewhere in between Munich and Berlin and kind of make fun of that area or something. Oh, that's great. I'll bring the good beer. And I'll bring the sausages. <laughs> the sausages from Wait, no. From what Berlin? is What is this meetup? <laughs> And of course, Aspen, she is the host of the Dating Abroad cast, uh, which of course is a new podcast. Now, you mentioned that you have like a, a bonus episode out, right? Yes, it is. Yep, currently out. And we will be posting regularly every week starting in September on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. And you can find us on Instagram at The Dating Abroadcast for all your German slamming memes. So yeah, guys, check out her her podcast. She's going to talk about dating and all that fun stuff. And if, like I said, we'll put a link on our website to her yep. her uh, podcast and her Instagram. So again, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, see ya. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, Aspen, again. That was really fun. Uh, I enjoyed it just like we did the first time. 
Yeah, I always like, like, we, we have a specific direction we're trying to go, and then, uh, you know, we have some nice tangents. We talked about dating for a little bit. But, but yeah, it, it, the episode kind of went from Berlin versus Munich into kind of like this dating thing, which is fun as well. So Because it, it, it also helps people who want to, like we said, like it helps women and men who want to move to Munich because when you're living there and you're there for a year or two, however long, you're probably going to date unless you already got a, a you know boyfriend or girlfriend. So it's good good yeah. tips, right? I, mean, I, yeah. I, I think so too. Yeah, and I, I think... She, She's going to have a fun podcast for sure. Yeah, um, absolutely. She's, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. And speaking of fun, um, we have a whiskey, whiskey to talk about. Because you're not having fun if you're not drunk off whiskey. That's true. That's not true. No. Um, Kids, don't do drugs. Again, today, whoops, Ooh. we are drinking the Templeton Rye, uh, aged six years, signature reverb, reserve. I keep saying reverb. Yeah. Signature reserve, straight rye whiskey, 45.75% Now, uh, correct alcohol. me, is, is that a, a wood top on there? Yeah, it is It is a wood top. I didn't mention it before at the pop, but it is a nice wood top. Um, wood top at the pop. Yeah, let's, let's, let's do a little a little top off. Yeah, just not, not, not so much for me, just like a... Uh. Yeah, I made myself a little uh, as well. Uh. Oh, my Lord. Columbus Elliot, like... Uh. <laughs> All right. Uh, That's like Niagara Falls going. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, so... I, I mean, I, I like I, in the the first sip, we both were very unsure. I was very whelmed. Yeah, I, I, I'm more sure now. It, it's still not amazing. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I, th- I think it's a decent rye. Um, again, this was pretty inexpensive as well. It was around twenty eight to thirty euro. Yeah, about thirty ish, um, I guess. Yeah. I guess about thirty ish. So it was pretty inexpensive. I think for the price, it's okay. I think you can get better rye for the price. To be honest, it's. It, I mean, yeah. I, I, Absolutely. I mean, but but it's not a bad rye. It's, no. it's um, is it shelf worthy though? Is it shelf worthy? I'm gonna I say it's not shelf worthy. I think for the same price, you can get better rye for the same price. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna go with uh, the, the flavor is. You can tell there's a bit of sweetness in there, but it's not really coming through hard. There is a burn, but it's not like a really super great burn. I think there's, like, there's almost everything there, but it's never enough. And I think there's maybe a little too much. Of the alcohol strength, yeah. And I, I don't mean in terms of the actual number, your forty-five percent, because that's not that much. But just in the balance of the alcohol uh, hitting you versus the other flavors, there's a little yeah. too much. The alcohol that's hitting me versus and, the other stuff, and the flavor kind of dies rather quickly in the palate. So yeah, but but, but in general, like if you just handed me this bottle, like I'm yeah. sitting down, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's totally it's, drinkable. It's, it's totally drinkable. I'm, I'm going to drink this again if I come over sometime. Like I'll drink this again. So. Absolutely, and I, I think this is probably actually. The best rye to use for um, like a mixed drink, a cocktail. Yes, this would be great for that. Yeah, uh, and not because it's shitty, because but I mean just because like it's it's not amazing. It's 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 like you know l- lower priced, so it's a good I think a good one for a cocktail. And it's not a super hardcore uh, flavor going one direction, so it's not gonna like ruin the cocktail. Right? Anything. Yeah, it's more neutral. Which it's, it's, yeah, I think that's it. it's a very very neutral, neutral rye. Yes, um, which I think is a good way to explain when you're, it. When you're drinking it neat though, which is not necessarily the best thing in the world to be neutral because I think right. you and me we like something that kind of takes that's, charge. You know? Yeah, for sure. So uh, like German women. So I'm gonna. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna give a neutral score of of of, of a actually I'm gonna go with like six and a half. I don't give a six. It's better than that. I'm gonna go six and a half. Mm. Yeah. Where do we where do we go? Six and a half. Mm. Might be a six. Yeah. That's unfortunate. It but is. It's not bad. It's a six or a seven. 
That's why I said six and a half. So. Ah, fuck me. I didn't want to do the same one as you. Okay, it's six and a half. Six and a half. I don't yeah. want people to think that we're just like, we're like having conversations and like lining up our things before we record. No, because we, we don't. It just kind of happens. It is what it is. But um, yeah, so there it is, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks so much to Aspen. And uh, thank you to all of you for for sticking with us for 76 mm. episodes. Dear Lord. Yeah. I mean, it, it, like all for continued support, for your messages, for your donations, for even just, you know, clicking, a, you know, play. Little, little heart on uh, Instagram. Yeah. Clicking play, you know, continuing to yeah. download. I mean, um, yeah. Like actually today uh, we were looking from our episode that we released and it's like some of our best numbers we've ever seen. So, uh, yeah. so that means you guys are still enjoying what we're doing. And, you know, of course. If you're still listening and you got an episode idea, send it our way. We Please always do. we love a good idea. We do love a good idea. We're not made of ideas, you know. We don't have many of them. We're not idea men, you no. know. Like we we're like you did like the hand wash and you got like a little bit of water. Like we got a little bit left to squeeze out, but we're not like we're not like fresh, we're not wet, fresh we're, out of the bucket. Yeah. We're not a wet towel. We're <laughs> yeah. an almost dry towel that you're still wringing out the last <laughs> drops of water. So uh, we want to keep going. So help us out if you can. Yeah, again, visit us at agdwpodcast.com. We've got whiskey reviews, got beautiful whiskey pictures by Alex. We've got extras page, which has like extra information for all the uh, episodes. episodes. And we have, of course, the episodes themselves. Exactly. Because, you know, why, why would we not do that on the podcast exactly. website? Please, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy, get vaccinated, and stay thirsty. There you go.